Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Capitals Report. It is Wednesday. Vogues and Johnny with you here as the Caps getting ready for another game on what is a very long stretch of home games. Nine of ten. The Caps have waded into here. The third of that stretch going to be tomorrow night against the Ottawa Senators. And obviously a pretty tough one last night as the Caps welcome the Calgary Flames to town. I thought Saturday might have been this team's best game of the year. And in terms of consistency game to game, and now as we get into the second quarter of the season, it's tough to find a stretch of two games where you say, okay, these were two games back-to-back you're pretty happy with. The good news, I guess, guess, if you're going glass half full, is it never really has gone bad for very long. But they get it going for a while, and then they don't. Then they get it going for a while, and then... We saw last night where even the start was very good, but uh, just unable to get it finished in a 4-1 loss to Calgary. It seems like one step forward, one step backward, two steps forward, two steps backward. Um, I think you're right, Johnny. I think they may have won three in a row at one point. I don't think they've lost three in a row, but there's been nothing really in the way of a a streak uh, on either side. You know, they have five out of six wins at one point. Um, But, yeah, consistency has been lacking. I guess that's to be expected. New faces, injuries, kids, but you're right. At some point, you know, you, you want whatever, whoever's here to, to begin gelling together, and you start going in this way. And I mentioned it yesterday in two men that, you know, Braden Hopi had said they understand this second quarter here is kind of important. It's the second quarter of the first half, and they believe that by the end of the first half, they should have a handle on who they are and what they are and whether they can – um, do something in that third quarter to put themselves in a position to add a guy maybe for the fourth quarter. So they're, they're looking at it sort of um, pragmatically, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, you, I, I think to a man, every guy in that room thought that after, and I agree with you, I think Saturday was their best top-to-bottom 60-minute performance, that after that, given the, the way the schedule lays out, much more favorably over these next few weeks than over the first month, month and a half of the season, you know, this would be a time to sort of ramp things up a little bit. And like you said, the start was the start was great. Uh, I thought the first period was fine. Sure, you don't want to give up that goal to, to uh, Johnny Goudreau, but um, it's going to happen. Uh, I thought they, they got out of the first. Okay, to me, it went off the rails in the second. They never had the puck. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they, they had uh, three shots early in the period. Um, from distance and, and not from, you know, from bottom six guys and from distance, basically. And then um, the middle of the period, nothing for about 10 minutes, no shots. And that included a two-minute power play against the league's worst penalty-killing unit, too. So, um, you know, it's disappointing. Uh, I'm a, you can't really slag on the, the penalty-killing unit. To me, the first one uh, no, they're is pretty a, good. Yeah, if, six seconds away from a kill, the Hope he makes two great saves and the puck falls in his feet and the other guy finds it first. That turns out to be your game-winning goal. But it, it, did, it didn't have to be that way. Um, credit to Mike Smith, though, too. The Caps did have some chances in the first period, a couple in the, in the early part of the third. Um, he was pretty good last night. Um, all that said, I mean, there's been far too many games this season where this team has just scored the one goal. Yeah. You're not going to win too many hockey games. And, I, you know, I think Braden Holpe's playing pretty good hockey. This is a guy that won the Vezina two years ago and was a finalist last year. I think there's there's been a lot of games uh, that he's papered over some He's some been in play. Yeah. yeah. So, um, But he can't do that every night. Um, I mean, last night he, he wasn't able to. And, and you know what? Even if he had, 
let's say, given up two fewer goals, what does it change? Um, you got to get some offense, and the offense has to come from uh, other parts of the lineup as well. And, you know, it, you go downstairs after Saturday's game, and everybody's buzzing and glowing and talking about how, you know, everybody, it was a team effort. Everybody was involved. No passengers. Yes. Then last night, you hear guys say, well, we didn't, we had some guys that didn't have enough energy. That's kind of, to me, a euphemism for a passenger. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and I don't understand how that happens. Uh, well, here's another thing, too. After. Like, if you think back to what has gone on, and a, a question, and we've got a few to get to here, uh, Alex asking about why the Caps are so wildly inconsistent. <laughs> Players explain the lack of energy. The thing that I think of over the course of the last two years, yes, the personnel has changed, no question. Yeah. Uh, the game in Denver, Barry talked with us yesterday. He said in his coaching tenure, Colorado was rock bottom for him. But half the roster had changed from last year. But this team, every other day, at home, won a lot of hockey games over the last yeah, couple of years. So yeah. to see them do what they did against Minnesota, where even the goal, Niederreiter scores, it's 1-1. You get the first goal, but then you give up one. It's like, okay, how do they respond? The answer is Dmitry Orlov. Then you come right back yeah. and you get the goal, and you're now you're up, and you end up playing a 2-1 game, and you end up winning the game. Last night, they give up. Okay, a goal that ends up tying it, but it was a very different outcome from what we saw even 48 hours earlier, even though they're the home team, they're going every other day. In recent history, that's been a good thing. It just didn't work out very well for the Calgary game. No, and when did the Caps look to be their most urgent last night? For me, it was after it was, after it was 4-1. And, and at that point, um, you, you saw a little more energy, you saw a little more um, movement in the legs and, and such. And at that point, it's against most teams in this league uh, with that much time left I don't care if you're at home it's there's there's not enough time left for you to get point out of that game um, it's it's got to be 60 minutes and it's got to be all 18 or all 19 guys on that night look maybe these last two or three years you had the luxury of having a couple guys whose energy levels weren't where they should have been or weren't to the par of the rest of their teammates you don't have that luxury anymore. This team's just not as good as it as it was the last couple of years. You 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 had in in Johansson and Williams 51 goals walk out the door, and you can look at um, moving Burakovsky up to the top six and you add mm -hmm. Smith Belly and add Chason and add Verona to the roster and bring Chandler Stevenson up. I don't know that those five guys together are going to get you 51 goals this year. So um, you're going to need, but we've talked about this before, you're going to need goals from other guys. Um, and, and talk about a lack of consistency. I mean, some of those guys, some of your top guys have not been uh, consistent production-wise or in their uh, performances from, from night to night. So No, no question. Uh, Jimmy off of uh, Twitter asking, five points separating the entire Metro division. How do you see the division shaking out <laughs> of the playoff race? And is New Jersey legitimate? It's actually a great question because Barry yeah. and I covered this yesterday in our pregame, saying I, I, my question was, how did you feel about uh, first quarter, 30,000 feet, just everything from training camp forward? I mean, we can talk about the particulars, but just in general, how do you feel going into the second quarter? I said, you know what, we're a lot, I'm, we're a lot closer than I thought we would yeah. be. Uh, just because you knew you'd be playing from behind, you know you've got to break in a couple of D, and you did not know at the beginning of it you're going to lose Matt Niskanen for a few weeks, which mm -hmm. certainly had a big impact, and yet... Here you are. Last night couldn't have gone worse on the out-of-town scoreboard, and you end up losing. So now you're four out of first place and behind a few teams. But if it went the other way last night, you could have been tied yeah. for first. So 
you're not that far out. That kind of makes to me this stretch tomorrow, the weekend, which is going to be very tough. There's no doubt about that with Tampa and Toronto. You got LA coming in. You've got this big long stretch into December. This stretch is going to tell us where this team oh, yeah. is. If you're still in this, if, if you're near the top in two weeks, you're not going to worry about that Calgary yeah. game last night. If right. you drop another three or four in a row, then mm-hmm. well, things might be a little different. Yeah, that may you, you may look at that and see it as a turning point in the wrong direction. Uh, but I'm with you. I think we're going to learn a lot about this team in the next few weeks. And this is a really difficult stretch starting tomorrow night. Three games in four nights against three Atlantic Division teams. Uh, Toronto and, and Tampa back-to-back. Uh, to me, that, that, that Saturday game in Toronto is, is a real look. I, I feel like they build the schedule with that game first. They say, you guys are going to be in Toronto on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Sorry, there's, n- there's no other way for us to do this. It's a tradition like none other. Four, fourth year in a row. Yes. And, and you know what? When the Leafs were, were struggling, even though that was your fourth game in six nights, your third game in four nights, because look it up. That's the way it rolls every year. Um, they had a chance to win, and they won that game once or twice. Uh, to me, it's almost a schedule loss now. That's a really hard, especially if Toronto, like they were last year, they're sitting there, they're off since Tuesday or Wednesday when you get there on Saturday. Um, I don't know how that plays out this year, but it's going to be hard to get four of those six points, I think, between now and the, and the end of the weekend. And um, then you look ahead a little bit. Uh, L.A., Columbus, you, you, you got some more good teams coming in here. The Rangers are in uh, at the end of that, that stretch of home games. The Blackhawks, the Sharks. It's not going to be, uh, yeah, you're at home, but you're not playing. There's no puppy dog teams in this league anymore. So um, I think we're going to, you have to, when the schedule <laughs> allows you a little bit of a break where it's conducive to you maybe rolling together some points, you better roll up those points because the schedule is eventually going to turn in the other direction. And, you know, I agree with Barry to a degree that, yeah, given everything that's gone on, I didn't think they'd be this close to the top at this point of the season either necessarily. But a lot of that's, I don't think Pittsburgh has run off like some of us thought they might. Columbus, same thing. I thought Columbus was the class yeah. of the division. They're, they've sort of hung back. They've had a, an they've issue had here and there. Sure. Yeah. So, um you know, that's been fortunate. They have the worst power play in the league, Columbus does. How long is that going to stay that way? I don't, you know. Uh, so so right now, like you say, this is when they should be piling up the points because it's not going to be as, and I don't want to use the word easy because nothing in this league is easy, but um, it's, it's going to be much more difficult to do it um, later on in the season. And you don't know what the, uh, the injury gods or, or any, any of the other uh, things mm-hmm. that can happen in this game are, are going to bring either. Question from Billy about even strength scoring in the top six specifically. Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Smith, Pelly, nothing at even strength in six games. Nick Backstrom, mm-hmm. no goals in 15 and just four points at even strength. TJ Oshie's been getting it done on the power play, but yeah. same thing there. Uh, how many, on a, on a scale of one to five in terms of alarm bells, the even strength in the top six, how big a concern oh, is Oh, I think it's a big concern because it's a, it's a, you know, if you can't score at five on five in this league, and, and that's been, it's been this team's bread and butter the last few years it's it's five on five goal differential they're giving up too many at five on five and they're not scoring enough and that's a, that's a real bad equation uh, in this league um, and I think Barry's been pretty patient with <clears throat> excuse me the line combinations lately too the top six really hasn't changed much over the last six seven games I think since 
he moved uh, Stevenson up to to the uh, to the line with Backstrom mm -hmm. and Oshie. So, um, I mean, we'll see what practice brings today. But uh, to me, that's the one thing a coach can do is to to sort of uh, invigorate his team's offense, tweak the lineup a little bit, uh, shake it up, move some guys up, move some guys down. Can always change it back if it doesn't work. You know, you can you can do it after a period, after a couple of shifts, middle of the game. But I, I think you gotta at this point find a way to to generate um, some five on five scoring because it's it's not enough right now. If you're dependent on the power play, yeah, it's certainly going to be an issue. Uh, just throw this out as we wrap up here. Uh, Travis Boyd, a, a guy that every time I talk to somebody at Hershey, we have Zach Fish on Caps Talk yep. on, on Caps Radio twenty four seven. I keep hearing about you know multi-point games, and he's had a, a you know a pretty good start to his season. Nathan Walker hasn't gotten a lot of time in the lineup, and I, I don't know. I'm not saying that that's even necessarily the answer for offense for a guy that's got one point in his right. NHL career. But uh, if you've got a guy down on the farm who's putting up points, and you've gotten into the second quarter of the season, you're looking for scoring. Why not Travis Boyd? Yeah, I think part of the problem there um, is where do you cap. where do you put him cap who comes out of the lineup, but also look at um, what Travis has done and not take anything away from him because he's having a good start to the season. A lot of his points have also come uh, on the power play down in Hershey. He hasn't, uh, I, I want to say, more than half of, of his production has come uh, on the power play. So, yeah, I, but I do hope that, that we see him uh, at, at some point soon. Um, Riley Barber's the other guy down there that, that you would hope might be able to give you a little offensive boost. I mean, um, as far as forward prospects, that's th those are your two two guys that are down there that that haven't had a look uh, yet this year. So um, beyond that, um, what you see is what you get because again, there's not a lot of flexibility in, in cap room. Uh, if you if you're going to make a big splash, bring a bring somebody in, you're going to be making as big of a splash with wh whomever's going out the door too. Uh, if you're going to bring in a four or five million dollar guy, you're going to have to send out about that much in in salary as well. So I, I wouldn't bank on anything. It's really hard to make a, a deal in this league anymore, especially if you're a cap team. You basically build your team in, in uh, June and July, a little bit in August, and, and you live with it. Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, you, you might be able to bank up a, a little bit of cash and, and do something at the deadline. Um, but, you know, who's, who knows? We'll see. Eight teams, five points. I don't know that you're going to, if it's that tight going up to the deadline, how do you decide if you're a buyer or a seller? I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's an 82-game uh, stretch of musical chairs, basically, and it's, you just don't want to be sitting in one of those bottom three spots uh, come game 82. No, no doubt about it. Caps Ottawa Senators coming up tomorrow night. Don't forget the Tampa Bay in for the early start on Black Friday at 5 o'clock. And the Caps wrapping up three games in four nights at Air Canada Center in Toronto on Saturday. That is this edition of the Caps Report.